Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello. Remember back when episodes of Take This Poem used to be pretty tiny? I'm going to try to do that again today. It's my challenge to myself. I do have a couple books here to read to you out of, so we'll see if I can pull it off. I'll try to just jump right into the poem. It's a poem about someone reading a poem. That's one of my favorite topics. It's called Eternity by Jason Schinder. It's just 13 pretty spare lines with lots of space in between them. And it goes like this, Eternity. A poem written 3,000 years ago about a man who walks among horses, grazing on a hill under the small stars, comes to life on a page in a book. And the woman reading the poem in her kitchen, filled with a gold metallic light, finds the experience of living in that moment so vividly described as to make her feel known to another until the woman and the poet share not only their souls, but the exact silence between each word. And every time the poem is read, no matter her situation or her age, this is more or less what happens. This poem is quite simple, probably not profound. However, I've never found a poem about this experience of coming soul to soul, mind to mind with an author through his or her work. I've read essays about that, even ones that try to find out what's going on in the brain exactly when this happens, but I've never read a poem about it. I see that it says the poem comes to life on a page in a book, so I suppose the poet is speaking about her reading it quietly, but for some reason I think of this as being a poem about someone saying a poem out loud. The reason I think that is the line, which actually is what won me over to this poem, it said the poem, the woman and the poet share not only their souls, but the exact silence between each word. And that's something I've experienced mostly in hearing poetry said aloud or speaking poetry aloud myself, that not only the words, but the space in between them come together to form the poem. And there's meaning in those silences, not just between lines, but in between each word. So that I feel like the blank in between words of my favorite poems are themselves part of what's speaking to me. And here it is. It seems like that's being depicted here. Another thing that spoke to me about this is the nod at the end to the fact that this isn't a one-time thing, that this activation that happens between this woman and this poem happens whenever she reads it throughout her life. I think some poems wake up to our minds in a certain state, a certain time, certain season. That's okay. In fact, it's really amazing to have something come to life that wasn't alive for you when you read it before. 
and maybe disappointing sometimes to come back to something that once lit you up and find that it's cooled and dulled a little bit. So what a treasure to have a few poems that have this power that endure throughout change in ourselves. I do think it's often old things that have that power, not always, but often. I like too that this woman is reading in the kitchen. It's probably late at night. The gold metallic light makes me think of one small lamp, perhaps at a kitchen table. She's not at a microphone or even in a library, place of great learning or class. She's reading because she chooses to and she's reading in a domestic situation. And even in that homely environment, this poem has a power. I have a couple other quick things to read about this. One is from Matthew Zapruder's book, Why Poetry? And he talks about the mind of the poet and reader coming together. And he says this, the creation of the poetic state of mind in poet and reader is inextricably connected with form. A poem literally makes a space to move through. To read a poem is to move through that constructed space of ideas and thinking. This movement of the mind through a poem, the mind of the poet in creating it, and then the mind of the reader in experiencing it, always takes place as a process in time. Our mind moves down the page in close unison with the mind of whatever consciousness is speaking in the poem, and that takes seconds or minutes. So this might seem pretty obvious, but as opposed to a painting or other works of art that are more on the static side, a movement through time and an experience through time is part of reading, even a short poem. And I think this poem, Eternity, speaks to that. The other quote I have refers specifically to saying a poem out loud. Because as I said, I imagine in this poem, Eternity, that the woman is reading the poem out loud. And that's where the magic between the silences is. This is from Saved by a Poem by Kim Rosen. And the book is mostly about learning poems by heart and speaking them out loud to yourself or to others. In fact, she's formed a sort of therapy around it, which I'm jealous. I feel like I thought of that, but it's okay. She did it first and seems like it's going great. So remember in episode eight, I read a poem by Scott Cairns called Recitation. He talks in there, or um, the poem speaks of a man reading, looking for something and not finding it, and then... Uh, speaking apart out loud and having an illumination happen because he read the words aloud. I love that. And here she speaks, Kim Rosen speaks about that. She says this, when you speak the poems you love, whether to yourself or someone else or many others, a mysterious phenomenon can occur. The sounds and silences become almost palpable with a resonance that seems beyond the sum of the parts. You and whoever is listening are gathered into a kind of grace. The spoken poem smooths the rough edges of fragmented attention, harmonizing, focusing, unifying everyone present. As Rumi says of his teacher, Shams, you make my raggedness silky. 
To put this kind of experience into words is difficult. It can so easily sound far-fetched or like a testimonial of a religious experience that may have been authentic at the time, but gets lost in translation. Yet this sudden grace is not exotic or unusual. It happens all the time when people give voice to the poems that speak the truth of their souls. I know exactly what she's talking about. The silence before or after a poem is read or recited is different than other silence. In fact, when I've been in a classroom setting or a time where this is happening, even with my daughters ready to recite a poem they've memorized, I almost get the giggles. It's the sort of, it's the sort of expectant, happy energy. Um, it, it's hard to explain, but I've felt this grace before and the grace of being in a room with people speaking the poems that speak to them. And I even can hear it on this podcast. I don't know if you can. You don't know which poems I maybe love more than others, but the experience of reading one that I know forward and backward, inside and out, even have memorized, is different than the ones I'm struggling through and just getting to know. So whether she's reading this aloud or to herself, let me one more time read to you this poem, Eternity, by Jason Schinder. A poem written 3,000 years ago about a man who walks among horses, grazing on a hill under the small stars, comes to life on a page in a book, and the woman reading the poem in her kitchen, filled with a gold metallic light, finds the experience of living in that moment so vividly described as to make her feel known to another until the woman and the poet share not only their souls, but the exact silence between each word. And every time the poem is read, no matter her situation or her age, this is more or less what happens. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.